Welcome to Tabletop Journal's Seat Yourself podcast series in the hospitality tabletop industry. Hosted by Dave Turner, Seat Yourself is 20 to 25 minutes of what's happening in the world of hospitality tabletop. Dave is the globally known chief evangelist and editor for tabletopjournal.com. A non-traditional journalist, Dave has spent nearly 30 years as a sales and marketing executive in the world of hospitality. This podcast was originally published on the week of October 28th, 2019 and runs for approximately 30 minutes. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 47 of Seat Yourself. Seat Yourself is the approximately 20 minutes or so in length podcast where we talk about all things hospitality tabletop related. And although this week was so much to cover, we may run just a little long. I'm Dave Turner. I'm your host here at Seat Yourself. And this week, we're back from a terrific trip to the Host Milano Show in Italy. And hopefully, you listened to last week's podcast where Shannon and I taped the episode live from the show floor at Host where we were comparing notes a bit on some of the coolest new things we saw throughout the aisles, particularly in Pavilion Number 9, where Tabletop was the main focus. So if you haven't done so already, you'll definitely want to give that episode a listen. I'm excited to get back to our normal routine as we record this episode in our beautiful home base city of Baltimore, Maryland. This week, we've got another great episode as we recap and go a little deeper into what we saw at host, along with presenting some of the latest updates in the world of hospitality tabletop. Our host product coverage will begin with our audio interview with a very talented Maham Anjum as she speaks to us directly about her new collaboration with Steelite International. We've got a number of audio interviews from hosts, and we'll be sharing those with you over the next several episodes, and we're always excited when you can hear it all straight from the top. Then in this week's 60 Seconds with Shannon, we head back into glassware as we talk about trends in cocktail glassware. That's with the Edward Downing Company category buyer, Shannon Talon. The retro look for glassware has been strong in cocktails for a while, and this week, Shannon gives us a peek into what she thinks is up next in design and fashion for the cocktail glassware segment. Then as always, we'll finish up with our commentary segment. And this week, we'll be offering up a few quick tips on leadership and how to improve yours. Whether you're a newly minted manager or an experienced manager who may be suddenly managing young millennials or Gen Zers, we've got tips that should help you as you navigate the tricky path to building and improving your organization. As we continue to say, today there are so many great products in the hospitality tabletop category, but so often today it's the organization that makes all the difference. We want to help you make your organization the very best it can be, and this week's commentary tips are presented to do just that. So enough of all this. With so much to cover, this episode, again, will run probably a little long. It's nearly Halloween, and the weeks keep clicking off the calendar, and soon it will be New Year, and that's pretty amazing, as this year has simply flown by for us, probably you as well. But now, let's get this 47th episode of Seat Yourself Started. And as everybody knows by now, and our many new listeners are learning, at Seat Yourself, we always start with our stat of the week. And this week's stat of the week is 94%. That's the percentage of U.S. diners who are influenced by online reviews when deciding where to go for a meal. And all this is according to a recent study by TripAdvisor. And adding to the stat of the week, photos. Photos had a perceptible impact on customers. And in the U.S., this was the case for 60% of the respondents. So operators, make sure your tabletop is looking its best and truly reflects the quality of your establishment. 
and tabletop suppliers, it's your job to make sure you're reminding your customers how they appear online is critical to improving and maintaining a strong strong bottom line in the ultra-competitive restaurant business. Tabletop products should be viewed as a marketing tool. I'm going to say that again. Tabletop products should be viewed as a marketing tool. And finally, if you think these numbers hold only true in America, you would be mistaken. So for all our European listeners out there, and we know you're out there, here are the stats from your neighborhoods on the percentage of people influenced by online reviews when deciding where to go to eat. In the UK, that number is 87%. In France, it's 90 In Spain, it's 92 And in Italy, 93%. And the figures on impacting uh, photos impacting dining out decisions in these countries range from half to three quarters of the decision making on where to eat relied on photos. The bottom line, online reviews matter and photos are critical to those online reviews. So operators, put your best tabletop foot forward. And suppliers, make sure you're helping your customers do just that. Because in the U.S., 94% of customers are making their decisions that way. And that's our stat of the week, 94%. In news this week, first up, our visit to Host Milano. And before we get started, a big thank you to the entire team at Host for their great hospitality and putting on one heck of a show. Well done. Having been to several Host shows before, this one was the best one yet. As they continue to improve the organization of the show and the quality of their show, the attendance, I'm sure, has gone up, and so is the smiles on the faces of the exhibitors and the attendees. Well done, host. Very well done. And in this episode and the ones coming up, you will be bringing you audio interviews that we conduct on the show floor at host, starting with Maham Anjum in this week's episode. But truly, for our best take on host, we send you back to listen to last week's episode, where the rock star from 60 Seconds with Shannon, Edward Dons and Company's Shannon Talon, where Shannon and I taped live from the show floor at host. That episode is one of our best, in my opinion. And you get it all from both Shannon and I, straightforward and unvarnished, with a strong dose of passion and fun thrown in, just for good measure. So be sure to go back and check out last week's episode. You'll be glad you did. And also in the news this past week, is the announcement of the new website for the great Norwegian porcelain dinnerware producer, Figio. According to Figio's marketing manager, Christian Vastal, we have worked all year to put together the right team, the right look, and the right way to show you who we are, not only our products, but the people and the spirit of the place. It's a good bunch of people. Vastal continued on by saying, we hope the site will not only demonstrate the range and flexibility of Figio, but also show the community surrounding our world. The new site is all about images and letting the products speak for themselves. We want you to feel something when you're browsing on it. We want you to get to know us just as you would if you were here to experience it all. Now, for those of you who may someday have the opportunity to visit Figo, you will definitely be impressed. It may not be the biggest factory you might find all around the globe, but it will be a factory and a brand ethos that is built around the ideal of honest top quality products made by honest top quality people. Now, of course, that's only our take on Figio, but I think that that's a feeling that comes through in their new website as well. In the past several years, this small Nordic company has made many changes in their products and in their thinking. And of course, in America, the source for all things Figio is Morgan Tucker and her team at M. Tucker & Company, which of course is part of the Singer Equipment Group. You can find Figio's other global partners by visiting their new website at figio.com. Congratulations to Christian Vestal, 
CEO Anna Christine Ruglin, and the entire team at Figio on their brand new and exciting website. Very well done, Figio. Well done. And finally, in news this week, with all the news about the exciting host show, it might have been easy to miss the launch of our newest podcast. That podcast is called Every Other Thursday. And Every Other Thursday, that's a totally different type of podcast than See It Yourself. Lots of opinion, and in each episode, a new product or idea to help the operators deliver a better guest dining experience to their guests. Joining me on Every Other Thursday are industry pros, Greg Kirsch and Jay Alley. And as we get started, we've invited guests to join our roundtable discussions, all thought-provoking and hopefully informative. You can find out more about Every Other Thursday, and there you'll find links to every episode at the new website, and that website is everyotherthursdaypodcast.com. And as with most things, Every Other Thursday is certainly a work in progress, so expect a few tweaks and maybe more than just a few changes as we go forward to improve and to deliver something entertaining and fun every other Thursday. And in company and product news this past week, as you know, last week in Seat Yourself, we talked with Shannon from the show floor at Host Milano about some of the hot new products that we were seeing there. And for me, it was a new spice market line from Steelite International and London-based designer creator, Maham Anjum. This new spice market collection offers operators a great tabletop option for those who've been seeking a handcrafted studio pottery look but have also wanted to have a great deal of practicality and functionality as well. Great colors and great shapes, yes indeed, but also great sizes to allow for mixing and matching with your existing dinnerware, or to use the standalone products for your new menu items. Spice Market is going to work for so many different types of restaurants in their menus. And of course, you certainly can see this working in ethnic concepts, but I can see Spice Market working also to accessorize classic American-style menus, and perhaps as sides for Italian and French menus. There's as many possibilities in these pieces as there are Spice Market uh, items within their line. And at Host Milano, we caught up with Maham Anjum, and here's what she had to say. Hi, we're at the 2019 edition of Host Milano. It's the 41st showing here of the host show, and I'm at the fantastic Steelite booth, and I'm here with Maham Anjum, and she's got a brand new line with Steelite, and I want her to tell us all about it. Maham, how are you this morning? I'm good, thanks, Dave. It's always good to see you. Yeah, yeah this is a fantastic-looking line. Take us through it. Take us through the genesis of it, and then tell us why you chose to go with Steelite. Well, um, Dave, the range is called Spice, uh, and it very much is in keeping with the way I've worked in my workshop, hand-making uh, ceramic tableware for restaurants in London and some parts of Europe. And my collaboration with Steelite really began on sort of talking about what sort of products I was making, the kind of restaurants and chefs that I was working with, um, the different ranges of restaurants that I was working with. And then we wanted to collaborate, bring together the range, translate the handmade into a, a, a much more industrial um, uh, manner. Um, and um, I mean, I've had a fantastic time working with Steelite. Uh, this product has taken us a while um, to get it right because uh, it's technically very demanding. It's basically taking porcelain and fortifying it and putting reactive glazes on it. And we've tried a few different ways, uh, but we've got it right now. And um, and in terms of the shapes and um, the sizes, they're all in keeping with the way we're eating at the moment. So as you can see, I mean, most of the items are are quite small or we've got shallow um, shallow bowls, we've got deep plates, uh, we've got these ramekins which are oven to table, 
we've got small uh, bowls. So it really, and the, and the other thing about the range, Dave, is that we, when we were designing it, that it should be, it can, it can work alongside a beautiful bone china setting or a porcelain setting or the existing tableware from Steelite. You know, it's, it's, it can be used together with a lot of different um, materials. So I don't have to change out my whole dinnerware, but I can really freshen up my table. Even if I've had dinnerware in there for a number of years, yes. you, this really adds a fresh new touch to it. Yes, that's one of the things that we did keep in mind when we were designing it. Things like these lidded bowls. You know, not too intimidating, but, you know, they stack very well, too. So that's something that, you know, restaurants, of course, like. Um, there's another piece that we have, which is an elevated platter, which is there, to, which is about 15 centimeters, which is to save space on small dining tables to add more food onto the table. Um, and, um, yeah, that's those are the things we've kept in mind. And then in terms of color, Dave, we've tried to keep the palette quite neutral. We've seen a lot of bright colors recently, and we felt with this range, because the body is um, is unglazed on the outside we really wanted the focus to be the body and some and of course the color so we've gone with um neutrals the only sort of uh warmer color that we've got is this warm pink um which is only on four items um but even the pink is a bit muted it is yeah it's 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 slightly warmer it's yeah. not such a bright pink so it really is about enhancing the food it's really about you know the kind of the food that it how how the dining, you use the word dining experience a lot, and um, how to enhance the dining experience. So the, plate, the the pink is only on the starter plate, it's on the bowl, and it's on the small, um, on the 22 centimeter bowl and, and the small bowls. So it's it's not a color for, let's say, always a main. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's more for desserts, for starters, um, uh, and tapas and, and things like that, that we've kept that in mind. So it's only on four items. And as you will see, Dave, the glazes are not very shiny. They're semi-matte uh, because we want the, f the focus to be the food. But we don't want a lot of light shining. You know what I really love? I love the, the multitude of shapes, the small sizes you have. You have lots of unique shapes, lots of unique sizes. You'll have the perfect piece for each thing that you bring to the table. Well, we'd like we'd like to think when we've all of the, the pieces, uh, Dave, that we've included are really a culmination of me working with different restaurants mm -hmm. in the last seven seven years. So we've chosen bits from. It's not just for Indian food or tapas or Italian food, but it can go alongside Mexican food, or you know, it can even be a nice fancy restaurant, a French restaurant that can you know um, that can pick up a piece, and they're not so intimidating. And the scale, of course, is 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 really key. In well, I, I also really like the texture of it that's on the, with the the glaze inside and the in the matte finish on the out and and it's really a, a natural or an organic looking product range uh, that uh, that that was important to us because the way that I've worked uh, in my own workshop Dave is where we've we've always tried to show the, the body of the clay that's been important mm -hmm. to me um, and just have the glaze inside which we need to have of course for food for, for reasons of uh, to eat out of but I think you know what's been important is to obviously feel the texture of the clay that we you know we're kind of sort of keeping the product, I mean, we want to keep the, um, the quality of the product. We want it to be seen. We want it to be felt. So it's studio-looking product that's made for, I would say, medium to high volume, even restaurants. That's right. It yeah. is, yeah. And I think in terms of uh, the price point, it's, uh, it's similar to the Robert Gordon stuff at, uh, at Steelite. 
So, so it's very affordable, and it's all under a new uh, a new banner called Maham Studio. Yeah, it's, it's, it's called Maham Studio, and that's Maham Studio especially for Steelite. So it's our collaboration working together, and, you know, it's been absolutely wonderful working with them. And it's been a, it's been a while. It's taken a while for us to get here. But you had a great inside person at Steelite shepherding their product along with you. Absolutely. I worked very closely with Andrew Klemecki. And uh, I've known Andrew for a while and uh, Andrew has been sort of key in a way that, you know, sort of translating some of my shapes into how we can make it more hospitality friendly. Certain tweaks like stackability, for example, adding the foot, um, adding a slight bead to the uh, to the pieces to add more, to, to give it much, much more durability and strength. So in that way, Andrew has been key and I've loved working with him and he's he's such a, such a great guy. Well, this has been fantastic. It's a great way, Mom, for us to start off post-2019 is visiting with you and seeing this fantastic new collection with Steelite and the collaboration between Steelite and yourself. Congratulations. Thank you very much, Dave. Thanks. Maham Anjum is simply one of Tabletop's brightest stars that has been known in the UK and Europe for quite a while now. And now that she's teamed up with Steelite International, she's bursting out onto the global tabletop stage. Rumor has it that Maham will also be on stage at the upcoming Horeca Academy at Ambiente in Frankfurt this coming February. She'll be talking all about her style, how she creates, and trends in general. You won't want to miss that. And in other news this week, we were excited to see the great American manufacturer Homer Lachlan featured in the online edition of Forbes magazine this past week. The article talked about the company's strong family ownership and management, along with its American heritage and pride. In the article, Matt Wicks, Homer Lachlan's Northwest Regional Sales Manager for Food Service and a fifth-generation member of the W.E. Wells, the company's second owner, a fifth-generation family member of that group, talked about the company's approach to quality and design. We may be more expensive, but our products are top quality, Wicks is quoted as saying. We do a lot to stay on top of consumer trends, and we have a great art and design department. Katie Bricker. HLC's food service and general marketing manager and the great-great-granddaughter of W.E. Wells and the daughter of the current president and CEO, Elizabeth McIlvain, was also featured in the Forbes story, and she echoed Wix's sentiment. We're really proud of our U.S. workers, Bricker said. We have robotics now for some repetitive tasks, and we have automated forming in kilns, but we still have lots of handcrafting for decorating and things in our lines and decals. The Home Lachlan China Company has been doing tabletop right for both consumers and hospitality customers for a long, long time now. In fact, they've been doing it right right here in America for nearly 150 years since its founding on the banks of the Ohio River in 1871. So we congratulate the entire team at Homer Lachlan on their story in Forbes, and we wish them much continued success for the next 150 years. You can find a link to the original story on the industry news page of Tabletop Journal. Well done, Homer Lachlan. And finally, it seems that the saga at Durabor is not quite done just yet. The latest report is that a reopening, driven in large part by former employees, is nearly ready to happen. For the restart, the initial clients have been found, the necessary workers are ready to begin, and what is left is the approval of approximately a $9 million euro uh, investment. $5 million for the working capital to run the company and 3 to €4 million Euros to get the plant back on track and operating in, a, in a, a state that's acceptable. This decision on financing is said to be close to being decided, so let's hope that gets done soon. Now, as we've said all along, we wish them all the best in restarting this great heritage brand called Durabor. 
Dorbor is a proud brand that produced excellent products, and with the passion and determination of the current team that's attempting this comeback, it just may work. But make no mistake, this will not be an easy journey, journey, and the obstacles, they certainly will be many. However, emotion, lots of passion, and as I said before, lots of determination are sometimes what's needed to face the challenges of the competitive world marketplace that Durable will be re-entering. So, best of luck to everyone involved here. We're wishing for you a good and successful ending to this comeback of Durable. Now, 60 Seconds with Shannon, where Dave sits down with Shannon Talon of Edward Don and Company and asks the question of the week. This week, Shannon talks about trends in cocktail glassware. We're back with Shannon Talon, the category manager for buffetware and tableware at Edward Don and Company out of Chicago. And we've got another glassware question for you today, uh, Shannon. And I want to get your opinion on uh, all the growth that we've seen in premium spirits and specialty cocktails. Mostly we see it in retro-shaped cocktail glasses. Do you see that trend continuing? Or do you see more modern contemporary glassware starting, uh, the des- glassware design starting to trend upward? I think that the retro and vintage cocktails themselves are, and, and, and the glassware related to them are still hot. Um, but I do think they have an expiration date. I do think we will start to see that trail off and that it'll, it won't just be an abrupt shift into new trends and, and new types of drinks and glassware. I think it'll be an evolution of the, um, those Mad Men inspired cocktails, the retro cocktails, um, evolving and morphing into something new and different and, and more modern. Um, I think the good news is though, is that that glassware that we've seen in the marketplace for the last couple of years, um, all of that retro inspired wear, I think it's got some staying power in terms of its usability uh, moving forward. I think operators can hang on to that glassware and still use it as their drink menus evolve evolve because the glassware is still really stunning. It's still very interesting to look at. So even if the if the trends are a little bit different, I think some of that uh, unique glassware can still be used very widely in the market. Uh, but I do, um, you know, you, we mentioned the modern contemporary glassware. I think that that is really where we're seeing a lot of new product development right now as because we've, we've seen the retro trend start to have seen its, you know, peak, maybe its pinnacle, its heyday. And until new trends really start to explode, that's in these like collar times where we start to see development of um, sort of more classic lines, sleek lines, a little bit more um, maybe classic shapes, but with a contemporary spin. So I think it's, again, a little bit of both. And I think we're on the tipping point of you know, what's the next big thing in glassware in these uh, glassware items, because the the drink menus are starting to shift. We see the mixologists playing with uh, playing with menus in a way that uh, they haven't in the past. And so um, I think we're on the brink of some 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 cool trends. I just think it remains to be seen which way the industry goes in a big way. And do you want to give us any hints on what you think is going to be that next big trend? Well, I, I think it depends on what happens with craft spirits. So we've seen a lot, you know, we've seen the the craft vodkas. Gin has been very hot lately. Rum has been hot. Whiskey and bourbon has seen a resurgence. So I, I think I think there's going to be, I don't know what it is, but I think there's going to be a spirit that starts to take, uh, that starts to take over. Who knows? Maybe it's, maybe it's tequila, maybe 
I, I don't know, maybe it's something unique. Maybe it's something sourced from another part of the world uh, that is sort of, uh, you know, new and different. But I think that as the trends, particularly in, in the hard spirits start to evolve, that's when we start to see glassware change. So I don't, I, I truly don't know what it is, but I, I think we're, uh, again, getting to a point where we're going to see some, some new interesting drinks and therefore new interesting glassware emerge uh, in the market. Exciting times. I know it. Now, here's Dave with this week's commentary. This week, Dave talks about leadership, specifically the intersection of trust and caring and what that intersection means to being a good leader. In this week's commentary, I want to talk about leadership and specifically the intersection of trust and caring and what that intersection means to being a good leader. Today, it is virtually impossible to lead others if you don't have their trust and that they know that you care. So the question really becomes, how do you establish the trust required to lead? And then how do you let those who you're attempting to lead, how do you let them know that you truly care about them? Well, today, I'll have five quick tips to help you do just that. You may recall that we've talked about trust on several prior occasions here at Seat Yourself. And if we are to establish a real and strong relationship of trust, I must also feel that you care about me. The relationship cannot simply be a transactional one. I give you this, say a certain level of sales, for instance, and you give me that. For instance, you give me my job for another year, perhaps with a bit more money. Transactional relationships like that, they only last until someone with more money comes along. Great leaders have an ability to focus their attention when interacting with those they're attempting to lead. Great leaders, leaders have an ability to focus their attention when interacting with those who are attempting to lead. And that focus is a must if you want me to understand that you really care. Strong leaders have a conscious awareness of the fact that for leaders to have their team follow them, those potential followers must know you to trust them and care about them. After all, we can hardly call ourselves leaders unless others are willing to follow. Isn't that right? Well, here are those five quick tips on building the fundamental level of trust and caring that leaders must have if they expect others to follow them. Number one, as we said, you must show you care. When meeting with those you're attempting to lead, especially when those meetings are one-on-one, -on -one, focus your attentions, turn off the phone, and do not be distracted. As I just said, great leaders have an ability to focus their attention when interacting with those who are attempting to lead. You've got to show that you truly care. And caring not just in a company way, but in a human way. After all, leadership is mostly about people, not numbers. Quick tip number two, you must be present. When meeting with your team or individual, you must make sure that you're truly present and engaged. Actively listen to what your team is saying and also what they're not saying. Give them your undivided attention and make them know that you're connected with them at that specific moment. Tip number three, be responsive. Depending upon what, in, what your team is telling you, be responsive and straightforward. Honest responses to even difficult issues help build trust in the ongoing developing relationships. Acknowledge the team's opinions and their concerns and ask how you can help them in helping them achieve their objectives. Again, do all this while actively listening. Quick tip number four, specificity, clarity, and honesty. In all your responses, make sure you're specific. If it is a question on personal or company goals, specificity helps ensure that there is no misunderstanding on either side. 
By being clear and honest in your response, it lets the team or the individual know that you've listened and you're stating your position on the issue at hand. And finally, quick tip number five, make it personal. Showing you care is about actions, not words. When you respond to your team's concerns or issues, make sure that they know that you have their backs and are working hard to continue to earn their trust. Tell them the specific actions you'll be taking and the actions you'll be expecting from them. Then both sides need to go out and execute against those planned actions. When developing leadership skills, good leaders must make sure that they are clear and they show that they care about the things that are important to the team or to the individual not just to the company or organization. As I stated earlier, leadership is mostly about people, not numbers. Good leadership is never very easy, but if an organization's goals are realistic and clear, and the people within the organization understand those goals and believe in them, they will nearly always give you their best effort to achieve those goals, if they trust the organization's leaders and they believe the organization leadership truly cares about them. Good leadership begins at the intersection of trust and caring. And remember what Danny Meyer said in our commentary two episodes ago. Business like life is all about how you make people feel. I'm Dave Turner, and thanks for joining us. I'll see you next time. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Seat Yourself. And as always, I want to thank the Rockstar Category Manager, Shannon Talent, for joining us today. And of course, I want to thank you, our listeners, for joining in as well. And finally, I want to make a special thanks to the Edward Don and Company for sponsoring in part this episode of Seat Yourself. Edward Don and Company, everything but the food for nearly 100 years. And remember to be sure to check out their most recent tabletop advisor. You can download it from their website, www dot don dot com just go to the homepage and scroll down to the publication section we'll see you next time but always remember tabletop matters that concludes this week's episode of tabletop journals seat yourself podcast series for more news information and insights on the hospitality tabletop industry be sure to check out tabletopjournal.com <laughs>